Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, this is the Don't Punt Hour with former Nebraska receiver. Throwing over the middle, completes the pass. He's got speed to the end zone. Touchdown. 45 yards. And return specialist. This time he beats the kicker in one more. DeMornay Pearson out. Only does the sideline have confidence in Pearson out, but Pearson has confidence in Pearson On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back into Ticket Weeknights. I'm Harrison Arns back here at the 1040 Ticket Studios. We got the host, as always, of the Don't Punt Hour, DeMorne Pearsonell on the Allo VIP line, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with a local heart. And again, if you guys want to join the show at all, Sardar Heyman text line 402-464-5685 is that Sardar Heyman text line. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Allo Channel 961, if you want to put a face to the voice. Uh, we will have Mornay Pearsonell on the Allo VIP line for the first segment, but he'll hop on the stream for the next two. But nonetheless, let's bring him in. Mornay Pearsonell, the host as always. How's it going, man? Going good, and yourself? Not too bad. It's uh, I, I can't get over it. It's beautiful. I, I keep saying knock on wood because I'm waiting for the second snowstorm. But yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, Nebraska basketball, I'm sure we'll dive into it, but they did it. They got their first conference road win. Finally. Thank God. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good way to put it. So you look at where this program's at right now. They're able to take down Indiana, uh, not only get their first road win in terms of conference play. Obviously, they got Kansas State on the road. Wasn't a conference game, though. They beat Indiana, first conference road win uh, by 15 points. And I was in the belief that Rank Mass was going to be one of those guys that needed to have a big game. And it was Jamarcus Lawrence along with a few other stories in that game. But huge win for, for Nebraska. What are your just quick thoughts on the game? We'll dive more into it. Um, it scared me. Uh, you know, they were up 20 at half. And then, you know, they, they came back all the way down to, uh, to, to three. Um, but, you know, they thought through things and whatnot. Like, like I said, you know, the, the team is capable of doing stuff, uh, you know, which is not shocking. I mean, you don't get to 19 wins without, you know, being being able to, to physically do it and mentally, you know, have, having the people there and whatnot. Um, you know, they showed grit. You know, they showed it when it came down to it and you know they they can they can finish things, you know, they can get themselves out of a out of a hole. Um and you know, they had guys that showed up and stepped up and that's what they continue um to to, to need to do. Yeah, I'm with you. It- it felt like you see that second half start. You see the stats come up. Nebraska, I think it was like two for nine um, out of their first 11 shots to start that second half. Indiana starting to hit everything. Uh, but like you said, they showed grit. They they continue to battle through. And the key stats here for Nebraska. Now, Nebraska, they're going to play small ball. So you're never expecting this team to flat out dominate in the boards, but they kept it close enough. They lose the rebounding battle, but only by three boards. 37 to 34. Uh, in terms of the offensive glass, you're actually okay there. 7 to 11, not great, not terrible either. But it's the other categories. Assist numbers, 19 turnovers. You only coughed it up eight times, which on the road in particular has been a problem for Nebraska. So you only coughed it up eight times. Uh, the rebounding margin's close enough, and you shoot the ball better. That, that's been pretty common that Nebraska's been shooting the ball pretty well. And they, they did just enough on the box score and those key stats, which to me is turnovers and rebounding to get it done. And it helps when uh, the Indiana Hoosiers can't make free throws to save their life. Kevin Ware in particular, uh, rough, 
for him. He was a 5-for-13 from the free throw line. If he just gets, you know, 10 of those, the game might feel a little bit different. But the rebounding, I, it wasn't a dominant performance, but they definitely showed some grit there uh, and just not giving up and kind of keeping that margin close despite the tide of the game kind of switching in that second half. You know, they, they, they wore Indiana down. Um, you know, uh, late, you know, once they hit around seven minutes, you know, uh, the Indiana players were tired. And um, instead of, you know, easing off the pedal, you know, I, I felt like they pressed it down and uh, they made big shots, they made big stops uh, when they needed to. Um, and they got, you know, uh, defensive rebounds uh, that they needed to have, uh, which was good. So, I mean, they're capable of doing it now. It's just, okay, let that be your normal. Yep, and let's go ahead and give him his flowers now before we forget. Uh, this was the coming out party for Jamarcus Lawrence, or at least it felt like it. His game was pretty close to perfection. He came off the bench, so only 23 minutes of play, a new role for him, but he absolutely thrived in it. Six for eight from field goal, uh, for field goals total, five for five from the three-point stripe. And this is a guy who's below 30% on three-pointers for the year. So to go five for five last night, incredible. Took care of it at the charity stripe as well. Two for two from the free throw line. And then just a little bit of everything else. Six rebounds tied for the leading rebounder for Nebraska last night at Jamarcus Lawrence at the point guard position and coming off the bench on top of it. Five assists, a steal to add to it, and only one turnover. And he gets his season high 19 points, uh, the leading score of Case Case Tominaga. And could you kind of feel like it was going to be one of those games, the way that game started off, where you see Case just shoot with a ton of confidence. Uh, I mean, you, you say that, and, you know, I, I know they handed at the wild trick shots he was making beforehand and everything like that. But he had majority of his points, you know, in the first half. Mm -hmm. So for you to have, to, for you to say, you know, oh, well, was it just his game? Well, I mean, the second half, you know, he, he didn't he didn't follow it up. I mean, given, I think, what, what was his high score? Maybe 24 points, I think, 26, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he, he finished uh, he finished with 20 at the end of the night. Okay. So, uh, um, again, it's like, was it good? Yes. But, you know, it would have helped if, you know, he'd have caught more fire, um, you know, in the second half. And, and, and even still, you know, it wasn't necessarily needed. But still, um, you know, early early on, you know, he, he pushed the tempo. He uh, was aggressive. You know, he played um, his type of ball you know, high energy and everything like that. So, you know, it, it gave, you know, the Nebraska the lifeline that they needed to, to push things ahead. So um, I'm not mad at it and everything like that, but, you know, the second half, it, it wasn't necessarily the same as the first. So, I mean, I'll take it. It's a win. Yep. And, you know, with Casey, I will say this. The immediate impact he had early on is, I think, what freed up a lot of other guys. So I, I know what you're saying. The second half wasn't as consistent, but you mentioned it. They were gassed chasing that guy around. For how many screens you got to work through, especially off-ball screens, trying to chase around Kese Tominaga, um, you could see it. Whoever was matched up on Kese, I believe last night, uh, it looked like it, they were putting cups on him quite a bit. Uh, eventually, if Gunn would get in the game, they put him on, him on him as well. But it was just wearing him out, and you could see it, especially when you got to about five minutes left. Now, on top of it, the game was starting to slip away a little bit, but there was still a chance... And chasing Casey Tominaga around is just a nightmare for any defender because Nebraska has a ton of actions to try to free him up, and it just wears you down. And then on top of that, if you're so worried about all these actions, getting through everything so you can get a hand up on Casey Tominaga, who's, by the way, I mean, 
real quick, have you seen any player with a quicker trigger than Casey Tominaga? I mean, I know Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, they got quick triggers as well, but my lord, that guy gets a shot off faster than I think I've ever seen consistently, and it's he good may, shooting. He, he, he has a shooter's mentality. He <laughs> was letting it go. <laughs> and when he's on, he's on. So, I mean, I'm not mad about it and everything like that. You know, one step fading away from the <laughs> yeah. three and, uh, you know, a side step to this. I'm like, okay, I mean, you already did uh, Go ahead. If, if it's that type of game for you and you and you got the juice at that point in time right there, then, you know, let, let, let it ride. Yeah, and it's so fun to watch. You know, it's, he's got that quick trigger and – it's funny. He says, screw the follow-through. That guy's never going to hold up the follow-through when he shoots the shot. He he chucks it up and his hands are down, and he's already kind of going back on defense. But, uh, again, I think that quick start for him allowed some of these other guys to get open because just when it's pretty clear that nobody wants to let that guy start going nuclear mode, and when he has that impact early on, it really opens up things for everybody else. Juwan Gary had a really nice game as well. I will say this, though. I think they've probably missed – three goaltending calls on Juwan Gary alone this season. For some reason, that guy <laughs> cannot get a goaltending call to save his life. There's two earlier where they clearly hit the backboard first uh, and another one where this one was a little closer last night, uh, but I thought it was definitely on the way down. Nope, no goaltending. Uh, good block for Indiana, I guess. Poor Juwan Gary, if he gets that one, uh, he would have some more points as well, but good game for him. Six for 12, 50%. 50% from three on top of it. A bad game for him on the free throw line, surprisingly. Uh, and that's one of the few stats where Nebraska didn't quite show up. Only 64% from the free throw line. Uh, but it was a game where everyone had stories. And in particular, this is what gets me excited about this team as they take down Indiana. You look at how they're climbing in the net rankings, the Ken Palm rankings. This is a team composed of a bunch of weapons. There isn't one guy on this team you can isolate and make this offense completely nullified. If you want to take away Kasey Tominaga, Rink Mastashonik, Juwan Gary, Bryce Williams. Uh, by the way, Bryce Williams, awesome lob yesterday in an awesome block uh, that really shut down the game when he had that block there at the end. But this is a bunch of guys that can all score. And Jamarcus Lawrence coming off the bench getting 19, proved it again yesterday. What does this mean for the team heading into the tournament? Because to me, this is the type of style you want. This is a hard team to scout against. You can't take away one guy uh, and expect us to go in a whirlwind trying to find our offense. We have a lot of good actions, a lot of good players, and we can do a bunch of different things. We can go small ball. Uh, the only thing you worry about is if there's some serious size, but we've proved it. We can beat that too by beating Purdue mm -hmm. earlier in the year. So with this yeah. team, how it's arranged, what does that give you confidence-wise as they're getting closer to being a lock in this tournament? Uh, that, they, that, they, that they can be a scary team. Um, cause if, you know, if you got a few things going for you and, and it's, it's one of those nights to, to where, you know, Casey's hitting, you know, the, those, those type of shots and, you know, uh, playing unselfishly and, you know, you got guys, you know, playing good basketball, um, they're gonna, they're, they're you're gonna get tired. Um, you know, and I, and I think, you know, when, when teams do get tired, you can never count us out. Um, regardless if we have a bad first half or, you know, obviously a 20-point lead going into the second half, uh, regardless what the situation is, it's it's not over until it's over. Um, so you you have to, you know, bring your best shot um, against this team. And uh, hopefully, you know, even with your best shot, you know, still that shouldn't 
shouldn't help you. Um, but this team has a lot of charisma. You know, they have um, a lot of energy, regardless of, you know, their statue. Um, it, do- it doesn't matter. They can get the job done, whether if you're a bigger than them, whether if you're a better shooter, shooting team in the- than them. Um, whatever the stakes are, they've shown to overcome it with the teams that they have beat over the year. Yeah, I'm with you there. They just don't give up. They simply will not quit on you. So even if you're up by 20, as we saw with Wisconsin, uh, as they were up by 19 earlier in the year, this team has plenty of guys uh, that can really shoot the hell out of the ball and come back. Whether it's Rank Mast at the five, or you go to Jamarcus Lawrence at the point guard, or whoever's going to be the point guard moving forward here, you're feeling pretty good about this team. Currently, they sit at about the 10th seed. Uh, some of the other 10 seeds in there, Mississippi State, Virginia, Nebraska, and of course, Northwestern. So that's kind of where most people have them predicted in this March tournament as of now. Obviously, only being February 22nd, you still got some ball games left. Uh, but right now, they sit three and seven versus quad one teams, four and one versus quad two, five and zero oh versus quad three, seven and zero oh versus quad four. So they've taken, taken care of business, beating the teams they should beat. Uh, they've only lost one quad two game, and now you got that three and seven quad one record. You just got to kind of finish out the season strong, because I do think this Big Ten tournament is going to have a lot at play here. How important is it for Nebraska? Uh, because the way it sits right now, they should have a bye in the Big Ten tournament. If they play well, win four of these next games coming up, they can get four of them. That They should certainly be able to get that double bye in the Big Ten tournament. How important is that for you to get a double bye? Or do you think, you know, even if we only win three games, we get the one bye into the Big Ten tournament? Uh, are you not sweating there either? Um... You know, it, it can go either way. If you know, if you sitting too long, you kind of like you know get comfortable, and you kind of got to find, you know, that that stride again. Uh, one by absolutely, uh, just to give you know extra rest and whatnot. Two, uh, I'm, uh, if they were if they were playing, you know, more consistently away games and everything like that, I, w- I would feel more comfortable. Um, but I'm cool with you know them sitting out you know uh, get them getting you know the first uh, the first buy or having having to play. I think if they do play, I think that gets them you know more in their rhythm to you know kind of figure and work things out. I know the coach mentioned that they changed some things up mm-hmm. um, on this away trip, so just to kind of you know give them a little bit more um, numbers and results to go off to see exactly how they want to play things better or not. So um, I think regardless, um, this team is, 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 is a battle-ready team. Uh, so whichever you put in front of them, honestly, I, I, me personally, I think probably playing will be better um, that way just to continue to iron things out. You know, I haven't even thought about that. I, I've always just kind of gone like, you want that double buy, but that's not a bad point because especially if you look at this tournament, the teams who are hot coming out of these conference brackets are typically the teams that do pretty well when they get to the actual March Madness. Mm-hmm. So it could be one of those situations mm-hmm. where, like you said, maybe you don't get the double buy. You get the single buy. You're worried mm-hmm. about not showing up in the Big Ten tournament because it's happened to this team in the past. But if you do, that's some serious momentum. We've seen momentum from the conference champions carry that uh, into the tournament. I mean, we even saw that one year with, I believe, Iowa, who really didn't look like they had a shot. They somehow make it in, and they actually win their first game. Out of all these Big Ten teams, as we're kind of sitting here now, you're looking at Nebraska, you're looking at Michigan State, Purdue, Wisconsin, Illinois, um, Northwestern's kind of flirting in there. Out of those Big Ten teams, 
Which one are you confident about actually making some sort of push when it comes to March Madness? Because the Big Ten teams have got a rep, bad reputation as of late because it's one game and out. Um, it depends. It depends. You know who's who's in their bracket and the type of team that they got to play against. You know those ACC teams; those are different. Mm-hmm. You know some of those some of those SEC teams. You know they're, they're, that that's a different type of style. Well, it's not a it's not a you know running gun, but you know they can shoot and they're athletic. Um, so uh, you might have your hands full, you know, getting matched up with you know more so of those teams, or you know you hope to meet them later. Um, that's a that's a hard one. I'm not, I'm not too sure, just because nobody's played good on the road. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's hard. It's hard to pick. Uh, like nobody's been consistent. The other night, you know, Illinois and, and Penn State. Like, it, so it's the, the games that you're supposed to win or that you think you know you got a team penciled in. They they don't necessarily. Um, they don't they don't do it. So I'm anxious to see you know how the Big Ten tournament goes to kind of get a better feel of like okay like who's who's on point who's. Um, you know, playing together, you know, who's, uh, you know, and their energy is, is matching it, you know, they're forced, you know, on offense and defense. So uh, I feel like once I get a better look at, you know, the Big Ten tournament, I can kind of, I would feel better about picking a team for the tournament. Yeah. The way I'm looking at it now is I'm so tempted to take Michigan State and Tom Izzo because the, the miraculous turnaround of the season they've had just makes me think that they're going to be really hungry and committed to making a push in this. But at the same time, I'm not looking at Illinois, especially since they just lost to Penn State. Uh, I'm not Purdue just lost to Ohio State. The teams that you were really high on in the Big Ten have not been playing their best basketball here down the stretch. The only team, you know, that honestly, if you're going to talk about tournament teams in the Big Ten that have been playing some of their best basketball, you're actually going to be looking at Nebraska. So that's Mm -hmm. a team where, again, you might actually pick Nebraska. Um, obviously, Purdue is probably going to be number one for most people because they're going to be the one seed. They're going to have an easier schedule. They should certainly win that first game and even the second game. Uh, you'll see what happens on the third one. But Nebraska, I mm-hmm. think if Nebraska can get through that first game, I like this team. I like the way it's built. I like how you got a bunch of different weapons. Uh, again, talked about Illinois. I'm not high on them. Wisconsin, We ever since Nebraska beat Wisconsin, they have just been scrambling to get back to their identity. And I don't think it comes back for them when they get to the March Madness tournament either. So I'm not high on them. Unfortunately, if it's not Nebraska and it's not Purdue, I don't feel good about the Big Ten at all showing up in this March Madness bracket. Yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> no, like, I'm, not, I'm not fighting you on that one. Like, I, I, we think in the same way we're on that. Yep, I, I think we're there with that. So with that being said with the Big Ten, before we go to break here, let's just go ahead and look at these number one teams. And out of these number one teams, I'll just, just qu- simply ask you who you like the most um, as we're going through these. So UConn, you might have been thinking them, and they got the doors blown off by playing Creighton. So another number one team that isn't quite playing their best basketball, Purdue, Houston, and Arizona. Arizona's been on the come up. Houston's been consistent. Purdue's been consistent up until that loss to Ohio State. UConn's been consistent mm-hmm. up until that recent loss to Creighton. So out of those four one seeds, as it sits now, which one do you think has the truest shot to go ahead and make it to the championship? UConn. I'm not yep. I'm not sweating over the Creighton loss either. I, I think I think 
Creighton impressed me. Their defense was really, really impressive against UConn, but I do think Creighton's one of those teams that they've, they're just good. And if they start shooting the ball really well, uh, that's a nightmare of a team to play. So I'm not going to freak out too much. I think it was an ugly loss, but I do think UConn learns from it. Um, I don't know. I might actually just roll with Houston. They've just been really consistent all year long. Um, I know they're in the Big 12, not as strong as the Big East, but that, that Creighton loss was pretty ugly. So, again, we'll see what it looks like when we get to the Big East conference play, how UConn plays. But when it comes to those teams, I think you're probably looking at the Big 12 Houston as the best seed in there. With that being said, though, uh, we'll go ahead and get it to our first break here. This is the Don't Punt Hour. I'm Harrison Arns on the ones and twos. Uh, actually, you know what? We'll hold that thought as we got some work on the computers here. We'll, we'll, get, we'll talk a little more hoops before we go to break. So out of these teams, okay. we talked Nebraska hoops here. Uh, we got the one seeds. Nebraska's sitting at about 10. Let's go ahead and go to those number two seats. Out of these two seats, because again, there's some time left, who shoots into that one spot? Who gets a one seat? North Carolina's on the come up. 20 and 6. Tennessee, Marquette, Kansas. Those are your current projected two seeds in March Madness. For me, it's Kansas. They're 6 and 4 in quad that. one wins. They're their Big 12 team. I think Kansas might go up there and steal uh, one of those number one spots, if they can really again finish out with some strong play. Yeah, yeah, that that I I, I want to say North Carolina, but uh, I I'd have to agree with you with, with with Kansas. Kansas have been they, they've been handling business, um, and that that's a team that you don't want to see. Yep, and Tennessee too. You talked about those SEC teams, Tennessee. Uh, I mean, they're already six in net rankings right now they're actually positioned to go ahead and steal that one spot. If they just take care of business in Arizona, coughs up a couple of losses here. You know, when it comes to the SEC, let's talk about another team in there, Alabama. Does Alabama scare, scare you at all? Because that's a team that people are really high on. I don't get it. I don't think Alabama's actually going to go far. Um, I, I, I like them. I like them a lot. Uh, they have a lot of potential. Um, they got athletic guys. Um, they got they got shooters. Um, they, they play physical. You know they they can run up and down the court. Um, they're coached well. Um, that that's a team I I think you know you, you kind of got to watch out for because if they haven't won it in days to where they're on, that's a scary, that's a scary team to be facing. Yep, and again, they're the the reason why they're slated so high. So they're fifth net ranking, but they're three and six in quad one wins. What pushes them ahead is they're six in conference strength of schedule and they're 18th in non-con strength of schedule. So Alabama has had a grueling season of regular game, regular season games, and they're still sitting there at 19 and seven. So with Alabama, you can argue it's the strength of schedule. That's why they belong. And that's maybe you think they're battle tested enough to march through March Madness. But with that being said, we'll go ahead and throw it to our first break here. This is the Don't Punt Hour. We got Demorne Pearsonell on the Allo VIP line. Uh, we'll be able to get him on the stream on these next couple of segments. So don't go anywhere. And again, you guys can always join in. 402-464-5685. We'll talk to you on the other side. UFC. I've yet to go to a UFC live event. Um, that is a good one. I've been I've been to like box boxing matches. I've been to a couple of uh Terrence Crawford's fights. Um, those are fun in Vegas and um and um 
and in Nebraska, I've been to, you know, NBA games, been seen Super Bowls. Um, I heard, like, the Masters is crazy. Yeah. For, like, you know, what's, what's the one in Arizona where they get rowdy? Oh, waste management? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. nice. <laughs> oh, waste yeah. management. Oh, wait, so Mace, wait, I, I went last year. Waste management was the same uh, weekend as Super Bowl <laughs> last year in Arizona. Oh, my goodness. Did you hear the stories this year? No. I've seen stories, though. Uh, let me fact check here. Yeah, there was. I think they had to stop selling alcohol because it was getting out of control. <laughs> I think at one waste 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 management was was something serious. Uh, yeah, I explain the vibe there for someone who has no idea what you're talking about. Because when people think of golf, like live events, people think you know I nice clapping, good shot. Golf at all. I wasn't <laughs> there for golf, not one bit. I didn't care about the golf. I was there for the festivities and activities and uh, to be out there, you know, with, you know, fellow, you know, players and whatnot. Um, I mean, if you're into it and everything like that, you know, it's fine and dandy. Uh, but I mean, it's the food was was pretty good. It wasn't it wasn't terrible. Um, you know, you can get any any drink you can name, you know, uh, adult beverage or, you know, regular. They have all types of Gatorades, all types of juices and everything like that that you can try out and whatnot. Um, the memorabilia that you can buy from the, you know, the stands and everything like that is fun. It's just a different environment. Uh, so that that's why I would say the Masters, just because I, I've heard crazy stories about the Masters from Kenny. I know I think Kenny's went to like two. Mm-hmm. Um, he's told me some stuff about it. So um that will probably be one be one yeah that's one where i um i don't know if i'd want to i don't know how much golf i'd watch if i went to that one so that's one where i'd rather go to a pga tour event and then after i get that it's like all right let's go check out the waste management because that thing it's just a straight up party i'm I'm always curious that people have actually been there uh kentucky derby from mississippi mud dog that's one i will say I've heard stories about that too. That's got to be insane. Uh, that one probably party as well. A Formula oh, yeah. One race. I just kind of want to see it. Formula One racing is just. I felt that that would be that would that would be fun. That mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, yeah, that that you can add that to to an event. That would that that's different. I wouldn't be mad at that. I don't. Hopefully, you know, I mean, a car's going in circles. Hopefully, you know, there's other things to do <laughs> and get into. Uh, but we'll, we'll see that. that I'm interested in seeing what that's about. I just want to see how fast they take off. It always blows my mind that people are willing to drive those things at the speeds they go. So it's just one where I'll be like, all right, let's let's see it. Um, let's, let's get a few more here before we get to our next break. And then oh, I do want to talk about this possibility of having the USA volleyball team I would Base. say the Olympics, uh, like an Olympic, the, the track, the track meet. That's where I was going next. I, yeah, yeah. Curling, I, can, I'm not I, I, would, I would, I I would be locked in for that for sure. What, what? Give me a good Olympic event that you would love to go and see. I'd actually want to go check out curling just because for some reason. Hey, hear me out. Hear me out, Demarne Pearson. That thing draws really? so many eyes. Yeah, it draws so many eyes every time in the in the Olymp- when you get to those Winter Olympics curling. Is Would you watch bobsledding? Is bobsledding up there too? Or That's no? my next one. You ever seen the skeleton crew where they do the skeleton bobsled where it's just uh-huh. one man on a tiny little board and they lay down uh, down and that just go? Yeah. Oh yeah, my lord. That. Uh, I would want to see track. I, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not for none of that. I, I, I'm trying <laughs> to. I want to see tr- track. I think uh, gymnastics would be cool. 
Uh, I think probably you know the the basketball would be boring. Honestly. Yeah, the basketball seems like the worst one. Yeah, because I can't uh, even tell you if our best guys are going to be there. I, I would I would I would want to I would want to go see track uh, for sure. Uh, Noah Lyles actually I ran against him in high school as a fresh. He was a freshman. I was a junior or senior. Different. Tell, tell so, me about that because that guy is clearly different. He's been him and his brother are, are one and the same. I think his brother does. Uh, I think his brother is Joseph. Uh, he does, you know, long, long distance. Um, but his start isn't anything crazy. But once you hit around, you know, 40, 50, he takes off like a jet. Um, and he, he's he been like that since high school. Uh, like I said, he, he's younger than me. So, I mean, you, you, you know, You've you've seen those people and you'd be like, yeah, he he's going somewhere. You knew early on he was going to do something. So I mean, I'm not shocked at his success or anything at all. He's he's a freakish athlete. Yeah, it's a good thing he's representing the U.S. because you are correct sure. that he's a. I would be sad if he was representing anybody else. He's great to have on our side. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. You know, because when you do watch those track events, even the girl events, like yeah, I'm about I, to say that the fe- the female track events too. I'm there for fun. both. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Even I, the girl I, events. I want to be on that the end the end field. I, I want to spectate. I want to be on the field. I, I need to see this up live and direct. <laughs> it, it's incredible, especially when I'm watching. You know some of the events, and it'll be the girls, and I'm like, okay, it's girls shot put, and then they'll throw it. I'll be like, oh my god. That is so much power that I don't think anybody would believe that this individual would have. Because, you know, some of those girls, they, they kind of have the smaller frame. You're not expecting that power, but they're so pro at what they're doing. They get every single bit of muscle in perfect form into that shot. Um, and it's a humbling years. experience for men out Four there. Years. Four years of training just to, you know, a split, no, nothing longer than, you know, a minute to show forth and everything like that. Different athletes, you know, I took my, my hat. To, you know those Olympic athletes, though that that's a different type of you know dedication um, on all levels. Yeah. Um, you know you represent a country and, and and to compete. So you know that that that's a different type of you know dedication, discipline um, to get things done. But I would definitely sit up front uh, for the for the girls and boys track. I, I want to see uh, Shaka- uh, what's her name, Sh- uh, Shakara. Uh, I got to see her. She. Yeah. I I want to see that four by one. That that's what I want to see. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to see. That 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 would be the event for sure. I'm with you. I'd be I'd be down to watch that one too. That'd be the be insanity. But yeah, I mean, your point to the Olympics, how incredible of an athletes are, especially for the sprinters. I mean, like a couple tenths of a second means you're first, or you're not even close to the podium. Like it is just bizarre how intense it is and like when you get to the elite of the elite the margins are so slim and then when you get a usain bolt you know generational talent show up once in a blue moon it truly takes yeah. you back like how i, I, I would have loved to see phelps for sure oh my we're, i, I would have loved to see that for sure he brought a whole fan base to swimming i don't think any I'll, I'll be real i don't i don't know how many u.s fans are excited to go watch the swimming events but michael phelps how many goals did he have total eight nine I want to say nine, I think. Yeah. I mean, we'll, I'll look it up over the break or start a hammer text line 402-464-5685. How many gold medals does Michael Phelps have? But it's Probably. one of those things where it is a humbling. Yeah, got, I think he has more than that. And totally over his whole um, Olympic lifespan, I would probably say somewhere 15 plus. 
Let's see if he was. He was. <laughs> just, yeah, I wasn't even close. Thank you, guys. Nineteen. Twenty-three gold medals. Yeah. Sometimes you uh, forget greatness. That I mean, you remember greatness, but twenty-three gold medals. I don't know why I was so low, but I mean, he probably got yeah. nine in one year. That's. I think that was what I was thinking of. He broke the record because he probably got like nine in one Olympics alone. Uh, but just incredible. Twenty-eight medals total. The fact that twenty-three of them are gold just shows you the dominance. If he was there, he was taking home the gold until the very yeah, end. Yeah, and you knew that. Like, <laughs> what, what is? The, okay, who's fighting for second today? Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's that it's not happening. I mean, same thing with both. Like you, yeah. you, you knew what it was. Like, okay, who's coming in second? Okay, yeah, America might have been close to two hundred every now, every now and then, or the, the one hundred here and there, but. You 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 knew there there's no stopping that machine. Yeah, and uh, it, it's a great. Uh, I'm glad we had that conversation because the Olympics, uh, just one of those things where it's truly a humbling experience. And on the next segment, I want to talk about it because there is an opportunity for Nebraska to have the own, very own USA volleyball team's Olympic headquarters right there in Gretna, Nebraska. So with that being said, we'll throw it to break and we'll talk to you guys on the other side. 402-464-5685. Don't go anywhere. We got one more segment up next and then we'll switch it over to What's Brewing with Chance Brewington. This is the Don't Punt Hour on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here is your host, DeMorne Pearson. All right, welcome back in to the final segment of the Dump Punt Hour with the host, as always, the morning personnel streaming in. Harrison Orange on the ones and twos back at the 1040 Ticket Studios. Quick update on Nebraska baseball. They are currently up 3-0 to zero versus Grand Canyon University. Uh, top of the fourth. So 3-0 to zero lead for the Huskers early in the game. Top of the fourth. Uh, hopefully for them, they can get this win, kind of get back on that right side of the column. Uh, but with that being said here, we kind of talked about the Olympics on the last segment uh, and the reason I wanted to kind of dive into that a little bit there was because there's a chance the new arena could move the U.S. Olympic Volleyball Headquarters from Anaheim, California to Gretna, Nebraska. A lot of this kind of being inspired by the Supernovas and what they're doing in Omaha, kind of that volleyball. And with that, you're going to have this basically massive spot kind of near that Gretna Mall. And on the other side, you will have possibly the headquarters for the USA Volleyball team and also talks of getting an NHL team right there uh, between Lincoln and Omaha. So what are your thoughts on kind of basically creating that district, bars, hotels, USA volleyball team headquarters, uh, and then, of course, potentially an NHL team? Do you see that actually coming into fruition and working right here uh, between that stretch of Omaha and Lincoln? Uh, I think so. Um, Honestly, you know, because Anaheim, that's like out in the middle of nowhere, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's not not what you think of when you think of California. So, you know, you – are getting people to places to where they can't be distracted. Uh, um, Gretna, Nebraska, right on the head. No, no offense. <laughs> um, you got you're close enough to where you can do something and you know get away with stuff and everything like that. Uh, but I mean, you have to focus and train here. So um, I think it'd be good, you know, for the athletes and for the state. Um, you know, with Nebraska being right there and. Um, a lot of probably a lot of ties. You know, I know they've had, you know, their share of uh, Team USA girls um, on, on the record. I mean, on, on the team and everything yeah. like that. Um, I, I don't I don't think that would be a bad move at all. 
uh, I would just, you know, how would that look as far as like preparing and the seasonal look, the look and everything like that, you know, uh, I don't think it's, it gets as cold there as it do here. So I mean, <laughs> that'll, that'll be a huge change, but I mean, they're playing inside and, you know, for, uh, you know, a hockey team, I think that'd be fun. Uh, I, I, I just want to see them fight me personally. I, I don't care about nothing else. Uh, <laughs> You're not I, the only one. So, uh, you know, it's bringing, bringing more, you know, attraction to the city. Um, I think that will help, um, you know, Nebraska, period. Um, it's just having more things to do, you know, more outings, you know, family stuff. Um, there's a lot of potential, you know, to focus in, focus on your craft, you know, focus on being a professional and everything like that. So, I mean, why not if, if you can make it happen? There, I, don't, I don't see a bad side to either one of them. Yeah, the USA volleyball team, that's an absolute yes if you can kind of create that space uh, for that because you look at the Omaha Supernovas and the Pro Volleyball Federation, I think attendance numbers, they're number one. And if they're not number one, they're certainly towards the top in attendance, 11K, 9K, 9K. They're getting numbers with volleyball um, at a pretty good rate. So it just makes sense. If you bring the USA volleyball team here, I just think fans are aware. Everyone likes volleyball. There's such a strong base. I mean, we get more recruits, D1 volleyball recruits per capita than any other state. Like, it's just that big here in Nebraska. The NHL team, I'm down for it. I do worry. Uh, do you think that team would succeed? Fan base, night in, night out, especially being in a location where, I'll be honest, I don't know a ton of NHL fans around this area. But I, I have been around. That, that's fine. People are people are still, you know, go out to see just, you know, what it is. You know, it, it regardless over time, you know, um, it's like the new toy. People are people are gonna come out. You know, you'll you'll get fans that'll dive into stuff and everything like that. So you can create, you know, your own, and especially if it's a pro team. Yep. Come on now, like we don't have, you know, a professional. We got the volleyball team. squad. That's it, and this is inaugural inaugural. You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? So you, you'll create fans that 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 I think that's, you know, small things to a giant in, in, in that arena. Um, people will show out, you know, it's something to do with something different. Um, so if they, if they, you know, they got players, uh, they bring the bring in, you know, the right players and get it, you know, get the media out there and whatnot, meet meet and greets here or, you know, open practices to kind of see and get a feel for what things are. I think people will show up. Absolutely. You know, it's one of those where I'd be a little nervous about it, but I do think, as you mentioned, uh, especially between that stretch to Lincoln and Omaha, you put a pro team there. I think attendance-wise, the smart way to do it, get a smaller arena and let the fan base grow naturally. The worst thing you could do is get a massive arena with a ton of seating um, where the attendance numbers are actually okay, but on TV it looks dead and empty. I think you get a small uh -huh. arena, and if the fans, you know, you build it, they come. So build it and build it as big as you need if the fan base continues to grow with it. Uh, but with, before we get out of here, if there is a team in Omaha, what are you going to name them? What's a good name for the Omaha NHL team? This is my other problem. I don't know what you would call a Midwest hockey team. <laughs> it's a, that one, I, I'm I'm stumped on hockey names. I had that's not my field of expertise. Yeah, I'm trying uh, to think of something clever, but when it comes to Midwest and hockey, there's not a lot going on. Maybe the Blizzard. You, know, you can call yourself something Blizzard. That's that's as good as I got right now. That's not taken somewhere. I actually don't think it is. No, surprisingly. What's the mascot? Oh man. 
<laughs> a, a dark cloud. <laughs> That's a tough one if you're going to be name yourself the Blizzard. But with that being said, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, some potential for another pro team to end up between that stretch of Lincoln and Omaha, but it's still quite a ways away. So with that being said, we'll wrap it up here. What's Brewing with Chance of Brewing is up next. Shout out to DeMorne Pearsonell, the host as always, for joining me. We will talk to you guys next week.